everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers, and this is Volume Up by the Tees. So I'm missing my counterpart today. Jeffrey is taking a couple days into the new year and enjoying some family time. Excited for him to come back. But happy new year. 2023 is here. We are ready to take it on over at the Tees. And, you know, word on the street is that this year, apparently resolutions are out. But... If you have any for yourself, I have a couple for myself. Your salon or your clients, please let us know on our socials. We would love to hear all about them. On our last episode, way before the break, Jeffrey talked with Key and Neil in a texture versus race recap. And it's definitely one you want to go back and watch and listen to as soon as possible. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in your questions and your resolutions to volume up at thetees.com. This week we're talking with Becca Larson. Today on the podcast, we have Becca Larson. She was a former massage therapist and esthetician who practiced in the spa industry for eight years. Unfortunately, an injury ended her spa days and forced Becca into a new career path. She's currently working towards a bachelor's degree in health equity and health promotion from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Her goal is to take her passion of healing others and do it through counseling. She currently lives in Monona, Wisconsin, not too far from me, uh, with her fiance and her spoiled cat, Taffy, which I think we're going to need to get into a little bit of taffy too on the pod. So Becca. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you so much. So an interesting topic because, you know, one of the things that we're, we at the teaser are advocates for is elevating our industry, right? And if you're in the industry, how do we support you? If you have an injury like you did, how do you continue down a path or change paths? So we're going to dive a little bit into that today. So tell us a little bit about yourself to start off. Um, start at the beginning. Why did you want to, you know, attend massage therapy school and become an esthetician as well? Okay. Start from the beginning. <laughs> um, so I grew up in Door County yeah. in a tourist town called Sturgeon Bay. And I was raised by hippies. So ah, all right. Yes. <laughs> Very fun parents. <laughs> So I was always exposed to alternative healthcare and integrative healthcare. Okay. My mom loved to take us to like the chiropractor. We would get chiropractic adjustments on a regular basis. We dabbled in like homeopathy and herbs and um, supplements. So right off the bat, I've just always been like a health nut. Okay. So my interest in health in general started at a very early age and. It wasn't until my uncle remarried, um, my aunt, Cindy, she was a massage therapist who practiced for like, I think 10 years at the time. And for my 16th birthday, she gave me my first professional massage. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Yes. It was amazing. It was something I'd never experienced before. I didn't realize how much stress I held in my body. Mm -hmm. And, um, I actually like fell into a meditative state, which was something I had never experienced before. Mm -hmm. So that was so like, I don't know, refreshing. I, I just, it was nice. I felt safe. I felt like I could finally let go. Yeah. It was just a really great experience. And that's what kind of started my interest in massage therapy. I would say like my senior year of high school, I took 
a bunch of science classes and like anatomy and physiology. And that was really interesting to me. Okay. And I really didn't want to do the traditional college route. I wasn't sure what I really wanted to do by my senior year. And then finally, I was just like, I think massage therapy is the way to go. Cool. Yeah. So the following fall after graduation, I went to Blue Sky School of Massage Therapy and Bodywork in De Pere. Okay. And that was like the best experience of my life. (laughs) Amazing. So you knew you were in the right place at that time, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So what are the skills that you feel that you developed like early on in your career? So you're, you're at um, the Academy, then tell me about kind of your journey into your first full-time role as a massage therapist. Yeah. It was a little bit of a shell shock at first because I like all of my jobs throughout high school. I was taking care of kids. I worked at daycares. I was like in the summer camp thing at the YMCA. So I never really had to deal or talk to communicate with adults until I got into the spa industry. And that was a really great experience for me because right off the bat, I had to adapt and learn how to communicate So I would say like customer service skills were huge, active listening, communicating with people in a way that they felt safe and secure. Yeah. That was a big thing that I wanted to provide for my clients was just a space of feeling safe so they can actually like relax and release the tension that they need to Mm -hmm. to let go of. Yeah. That is interesting because, you know, a massage is kind of like, I don't, I don't know if I want to say the word intimate, right? Yeah. But it is a setting in which you are vulnerable potentially, right? So the safety factor and the comfort factor is always, it's on my mind, you know, when you walk into a, a massage room too. So that's amazing that that's one of the skills you learned. Yeah. Um. So then now, you know, at that time, a massage therapist, tell me about the esthetician path and how you took that road as well. Yeah. So I uh, struggled with acne for most of my teenage years. Yeah. Uh, So I always had an interest in skincare and just trying to combat that darn acne that wouldn't go away. And then just working in the spa industry, there were estheticians that I would like get services from and I just fell in love with it. It was something that I wanted to do to also break up the massage. Okay. Because I mean, at the time I was doing six to seven massages a day. Wow. Yeah. That was not smart. (laughs) (laughs) I was young. I was like, oh yeah, I can totally do this. I was making really good money. So I wanted to, you know, just like build up my savings account. So I decided to go to to aesthetic school and we learned like cosmetology and we got to dabble in like crystal microdermabrasion and chemical peels. They touched on makeup. That wasn't something I was really into. I loved doing the microdermabrasion because you could see immediate results. Mm -hmm. And that really helped with my acne and my scarring. So that was, it was more like a, I wanted to do it for myself as well as breaking up the appointments that I had with massage. That makes sense. So, you know, obviously these roles require a lot of training and education. Where do you feel that your education, how did it 
What did it look like for safety in the spa specifically? So safety and sanitation was huge in the massage therapy curriculum, as well as the aesthetics curriculum, mostly just providing a safe space for your clients, good hygiene, dis, you know, disinfecting the tools and equipment, the table, clean linens every time, yeah. no cross-contamination, yeah. you know, the basics of cosmetology and safety and sanitation. Okay. Gotcha. So that path you were in, obviously the massage, the aesthetics we talked about, tell me then um, why that moment or kind of that path and how it changed while you're no longer in the industry. Yeah, that was a very challenging time for me. It was like maybe a year after aesthetic school. Okay. My So I had developed tendonitis. It was like very minimal prior to aesthetic school. And I didn't really think anything of it. Like I was able to find temporary relief. Okay. And then I went on to aesthetic school, hoping that that was going to help with my tendonitis. So I didn't have to do so much massage. And then I didn't realize like as an esthetician, you're hovering over somebody's face Uh. and just using your hands. And I was still overusing and underusing the same muscles. Got it. So I was exacerbating the issue. Okay. Um, I was also doing massage as well. So I just never really gave my body time to heal. Mm -hmm. And I ended up like spending more money on trying to fix my shoulder than I was like making money because I, you know, had to take days off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just like needed a break. And I never allowed my body to have that time to heal. And thankfully during that time, so I also did had like a part-time job. Okay. Worked for a sailing crew. Oh, so that was kind of my little breaks, but it was a physical job as well. Yes. <laughs> so I I did have little breaks, but it wasn't what my body needed. Sure. But that was also helping me with the financial piece of things. And then after a while, I was worried that it was going to lead to like I would have to get shoulder surgery. And that was something I just didn't want to deal with. Got it. So I decided maybe I should walk away and mm-hmm. That's when I worked full-time with the sailing crew, like in transition from me moving from Milwaukee to Madison. And halfway through that that time that I was with the sailing crew, I was like, I should go back to school. Got it. <laughs> I want to do something that is sustainable. Yeah. But I, I also wanted to stay within like the health and wellness field. Yeah. So I decided to go back to school. Amazing. I bet that was so hard, that transition. And, you know, I think we don't in our industry talk about like the physical impact on the body, our bodies, right? I mean, whether it's a stylist that you're standing all day or like you mentioned, hovering over, sort of bent over or kind of you giving your energy to someone else during a massage, there is a lot of physical implications in our industry. Yes, absolutely. And in school, they really emphasize like we want you to have good body positions, body ergonomics, you know, be mindful of your thumbs. Like the big scare was massage therapists burn out their thumbs. And that was something I was really 
conscientious about and like carpal tunnel syndrome is common as well. So I used my forearms instead of my thumbs. Got it. But I would do like elongation motions. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was just like exacerbating the right bicep tendon and my rotator cuff muscles and thinking that I was, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm saving my thumb, but really I was overdoing it on my shoulder. Right. That's so interesting. Um, since making that decision, you know, you mentioned that you went back to school. Tell me about that journey. Tell me about that decision and what you're going back to school for. Yeah. So in the massage world, typically it's either nurses going back to school and doing massage or massage therapists going back to school and doing nursing. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's because it's the like helper role that helping industry, it's very science-based stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's definitely an interest. So I went that route initially and I took my first CNA like clinical and that was just as physical as it was being a massage therapist. So I was like, okay, that's not going to work for me. Mm -hmm. So I ended up changing my path again. I wanted to do dietetics because I wanted to stay within the health field. And I started the program, but it was a little too clinical for me. And I wanted to work with more like women with eating disorders. And it was just like very hospital-based teachings. So then <laughs> I, I changed my path to, um, there's a program at UW. It's fairly new. It's called health promotion, health equity. Okay. And it's basically like social justice, um, writing pr- wellness programs. It's like under the umbrella of kinesiology, but it doesn't have anything to do with like movement. Okay. I think it's like still working its way out. Like the program. Yeah. So I'll be graduating with my bachelor's fall of 23. Amazing. I know. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) And then I want to go on and get my master's in counseling. Okay. Yeah. And I would love to like work at a wellness center and like collaborate with dietitians and massage therapists and you know, just really promote self-care, self-love. Yeah. Cause I feel like that was also a big component as a massage therapist Mm -hmm. working with people coming in, having, you know, stressful situations going on in their lives. They just needed to like decompress dealing with pain management. Mm -hmm. So I still want to stay within that umbrella of like health wellness, but counseling is, I feel like that's, that's the right thing for me. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so interesting how it went, you know, into that that helper kind of nurture role, right? Yes. And you were the one doing that, right? And then from a physical standpoint, sort of pivoted. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, hopefully in some way you'll be able to give back to that industry and help others with their self-care and self-love. <laughs> Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, have you have you, you know, talking about kind of that advocacy for self. Um, Have you come across any resources for people in the position you were in when you were leaving the industry due to an injury? Do you feel that there's resources out there in our industry for that? Um, I don't think there's enough resources. Yeah. So in school, they really advocate more like 
preventative care. Okay. And I thought I was doing preventative care mm-hmm. to avoid the injuries. Yeah. But I was also taking on too many massages a day. Okay. Interesting. Um, I wasn't like setting boundaries on like what was okay for me and what wasn't. Yeah. I I wish there were, you know, I didn't look into it either. I didn't like reach out to my school. I probably should have done that. I think typically people who do transition out of like the physical aspect of massage therapy, typically like go into selling like skincare products or work the front desk or become spa managers. I think it's more people just naturally transition to these other non-physical roles within the spa industry. Yeah. There are so many roles to explore, right? In the industry, whether it is working with a manufacturer, distributor, mm-hmm. multi-location salons or spas. So there is definitely sort of a plethora of other options and alternatives. And it it's it's pretty cool to see the one that you've created for yourself as well. So thank you. Kudos to you on that. I'm excited to watch your journey. Yeah. Um <laughs> what is one thing, you know, if there's anyone out there listening, it's like I can't take the physical stress on my body anymore. And I don't know what to do, right? If they're saying this is what I know, what advice would you give them that helped you kind of through that transition? Well I would say it's okay that you're going through this. It's okay that you're considering leaving or that you are leaving, that you will find something that works for you. It was almost like a devastation when I left because I, my whole identity was I'm a massage therapist. I'm a caretaker. I, you know, give, give, give to people but I think a lot of people experience burnout emotionally yeah. and mentally as well as physically. So it is important to do the preventative care to do like, for me, if I could redo it, I would have worked on strengthening my upper body and okay. um, practicing yoga and doing stretching on a regular basis. I think like the big thing was it's okay. Yeah. And you'll figure it out. Like you will find the thing that makes your heart sing. And it, I mean, it's taken me several years to figure that out and a lot of like Mm -hmm. trial and error, Yeah, but I still like maintained my passion and interest of wellness and healthcare. And um, it's fulfilling learning, you know, different ideas and um, more Westernized uh, philosophies, you know, it's been a really interesting experience, but yeah, I think give yourself some Mm self-compassion, be kind to yourself. Yeah. I love that. That's great. It's a great note to end on. Um, anything else that you might want to share out there or, um, for our listeners to, to kind of soak in from a wisdom perspective? I really think it's just be kind to yourself. Yeah. Maintain self-care. If you are struggling, you know, reach out. There are so many resources that a person can use. It's just getting there yeah. and finding a resource that is going to support you in the way that you need it. Yeah. I just think it's, it's so important to maintain self-care, especially in the helping industry, because you give so much of yourself. Totally. Totally. I love that. All right. So 
Now we're on to a little section we call the T's quick takes. And <laughs> this one is coming out of left field because I have to know, first off, a little bit about Taffy, right? We talked about her <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> Taffy, yeah. The spoiled cat. Yes. <laughs> she is very spoiled. Um, so Taffy was a street cat. She found me. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. She came with the name Taffy. Um, she had a, a previous owner and they just kind of let her run wild. Um, mm. Unfortunately, she was, you know, malnourished and just was looking kind of rough. And I had communicated with the the owner and she was like, do you want her? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess, sure. I do. She found me. He's a little gypsy. She was so cute and sweet. <laughs> And then when the the previous owner dropped her off, they also had a fishbowl in their arm. And I was okay. what's with the (laughs) fishbowl? She was like, this is Dr. Peppermint, our beta fish. Taffy only drinks out of this fishbowl. Come on. Oh, okay. So I I gained a fish. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite the duo. That's amazing. Yeah. And Taffy, I mean, she is a true gypsy. Like she is very flirtatious when you first meet her, but if you <laughs> cross her, she will let you know. She will let you <laughs> she know. <is> feisty. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. Say you are on a desert island and can only bring three beauty products. What are you bringing? A gentle cleanser. Okay. Yes. Go esthetician. Got it. Yes. Um, <laughs> A moisturizer with hyaluronic acid. Okay. <laughs> and a broad spectrum SPF. Ooh, all three. Skincare. All right. I like yeah. that. <laughs> all right. What was your first ever product that you owned, whether it was beauty, skincare, or hair care? <laughs> so um, I loved the Aussie spray. Yes. Purple, oh. purple. Yes. 90s. I would, I did the crunchy scrunch. Like I was always, I had just like crunchy hair all the time, but professional biolage was my favorite. Okay. Was, I loved the smell of it. That was like, mm-hmm. I was obsessed with it when it first came out and, and probably Paul Mitchell. Yeah. There's some good OGs in there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go back to maybe your upbringing and kind of your hippie upbringing, let's say. But are you superstitious? And about what, if so? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that I'm superstitious. I was probably more superstitious when I was younger. Okay. But, um, I am very sensitive to energy and my environment. So, okay. like, I was talking to my fiancé like just about my spiritual beliefs and he's like yeah what does it mean when you sage the rooms like what are you doing when you're saging (laughs) i am getting rid of all the negative energy bringing in the good stuff and so i would say like like negative energy is probably my superstition okay that's good that's good to know when it's around you or starting to yeah yeah invade mm-hmm. your positivity. Right. Um, who would play a biopic in your life? Like who would it be? I would say Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Because I absolutely love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that she's down to earth and like she can be goofy, but yet mm-hmm. serious at the same time. So I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like she could portray me because I can be goofy. <laughs> I like it. Okay. And on this jury Wisconsin day, we're going to ask, what do you consider the ultimate comfort food? Ooh, <laughs> yellow coconut curry. Ooh, that's a good one. I like yeah. it. All right. Yeah. Love it. So this was so fun getting to know you so interesting on your career pivot and how you're still sort of harnessing that energy of, of being a helper. I love, I love that you said the helper industry. That's really sweet. I've never heard that before. Oh. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much for your time today. Yes. Great to get to know you, Becca, and wishing you all the best as you round out that degree in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was great meeting you. You too. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease and sending questions to volume up at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to Josh Landowski and Nathan Folks for the custom Volume Up theme song. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.